Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Here we go again. And as usual, I'm grateful. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and I love A Course in Miracles, and I love the opportunity to connect with you by means of this technology podcast and A Course in Miracles. I I think we're having a holy relationship. We've never had an argument. (laughs) And we love each other. It's beautiful. So let's begin with a blessing and a prayer. Our topic today is the light of the holy relationship, which is the name of section 6 in chapter 22 of the text. So I place my hand on my heart and I wholeheartedly partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self and anchor into that divine guidance and inspiration that spirit offers that the mighty I am presence is always offering so grateful to open ourselves to the infinite to the pure intelligence love and light of our own holiness we are grateful to join together and share the benefits of this healing dialogue this conscious communication We're sharing the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. So as I was contemplating our time together and uh, writing up a description of the episode, I was thinking about how extraordinary the benefits are of a holy relationship. And on the surface, one might suppose uh, or surmise that the benefits of a holy relationship are having a wonderful relationship, having a fulfilling relationship. And yes, those things are true. There's no question. Still, if you ask me, the benefits of the holy relationship, the bigger benefits are that you really begin to understand the unity of all life, the oneness. And you really begin to understand what love is, and particularly how it is that our Creator could love us with an unconditional love. Because as we begin extending a love without conditions to our brothers and sisters, then it really does feel so different that we begin to understand how it is that the angels, the ascended masters, the company of heaven, our creator, that all of life could love us so fully and so completely without any judgment whatsoever. When we begin to offer it to others, we receive it ourselves. To have, give all to all. And that is the teaching of the Course. To have, give all to all. So 
the holy relationship brings many, 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 many benefits. And most people will find some way to abandon many relationships that could become holy and could completely transform our consciousness. What? That is so amazing to me. Yes, the holy relationship is so powerful adjoining that it transforms our consciousness. And this is why, and I've been saying it for a long time, that when people ask me about leaving a relationship, I say, well, your relationship is eternal. I don't know how you're going to leave it because you're one with them forever. But what you can decide to do is not to talk with them for a while, not to communicate, not to cohabitate, not to consciously connect in form, but you're still going to be eternally one with them. So you, I don't know how you end the relationship when that's the case. doesn't seem possible. And it, to me, it is not it is not possible. So I say turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit bring forth the highest and best. And just keep laying it on the altar and leaving it there, not taking it off. That is what I have learned. So let's look what Jesus says here in this page. It's uh, the, in this section, it's just about two pages. So not so very... No, I'm sorry. It's just about four pages. Yep, it's almost exactly four pages worth of text here. So let's see what we can do today. It begins with, Do you want freedom of the body or of the mind? For both you cannot have. Which do you value? Which is your goal? For one you see as means... And the other, the end. So, are you working with the mind in order to free your body? Or are you working with your body to free your mind? It's another way, perhaps, of saying it. And one must serve the other and lead to its predominance, increasing its importance by diminishing its own. So, you're going to place your focus on your mind, liberating your mind or liberating your body. And... Whichever you decide to give predominance uh, will increase its importance. Means serve the end, and the, as the end is reached, the value of the means decreases, eclipsed entirely when they are recognized as functionless. So, ends is in the means, means serve the end. So if your way to get to peace is to wage a war, it's not going to work. And your means serve your end. So if you'd like to have peace, use peaceful means to get to peace. And the closer you get to peace, the less valuable the means to get there are because you're so close. So you, 
you value the means less and less. No one but yearns for freedom and tries to find it. So nobody who yearns for freedom does not try to find it. Everyone who yearns for freedom tries to find it. Yet he will seek for it where he believes it is and can be found. So if we're yearning for freedom and we're trying to accomplish it with the body, we're thinking that that's where freedom is found. It's found with the body, in the body. Now, as Course in Miracles students, we know that isn't true and it can't be so. That true freedom is only at the level of the mind, and so the only way to get there is with the mind, not with the body. He will believe it possible of mind or body, and he will make the other serve his choice as means to find it. So if we're looking for freedom of the body, so we're seeking financial freedom, freedom in form of health and things like that, then we're not going to be really working with the mind. We're going to be focusing on the body. However, if we recognize that freedom comes from our awareness and not from the body, we're going to work in a different way. Then paragraph two, where freedom of the body has been chosen, the mind is used as means whose value lies in its ability to contrive ways to achieve the body's freedom. Yet freedom of the body has no meaning and so the mind is dedicated to serve illusions this is a situation so contradictory and so impossible that anyone who chooses this has no idea of what is valuable yet even in this confusion so profound it cannot be described the holy spirit waits in gentle patience as certain of the outcome, as he is certain of his creator's love. He knows his mad decision was made by one as dear to his creator as love is to itself. So even in this confusion, the Holy Spirit is waiting. Certain that we will turn in the direction of the light and love and pure perfection. And so we can really rest in and trust that ultimately we're all moving in the direction of awakening, of wholeness, of freedom, joy, our true and natural state. And that no matter what we choose, we're still being led and guided to that place of holiness. He says, paragraph three, be not disturbed at all to think how God can change the role of means and end so easily in what God loves and would have free forever. And be you rather grateful 
that you can be the means to serve his end. So we're helping our brothers and sisters to realize the truth here. The truth about love itself. This is our divine opportunity. And we're making the most of it. We really are. We're moving into that place of dedication and devotion. And some of us little by little, some of us by leaps and bounds. And we're all progressing in that direction of awakening. And our success is guaranteed. How nice is that, right? He says, but be rather grateful that you can be the means to serve God's end. This is the only service that leads to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. The lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end as easy as is the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. So we have to be willing to perceive the body as sinless. This is the service that leads to freedom. When we are moving in this direction, we will see our perception change. So many people do feel that the cravings of the body are sinful, whether it's sexual cravings, food cravings, addictive compulsive temptations and cravings. We, we see them of the body. Of course, Miracle says all temptation is of the body. And so we feel identified with the body, so we project that the body is a sinner and that we're sinners because we are the body. So what he's saying here is that we can be grateful to be the means to serve God's end. So we as teachers of God become the means to serve the light and be of service in ways that lead to true freedom. And to serve this end, this end, the awakening experience, to do that, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. So that goal of awakening is a goal of sinlessness, seeing ourselves as sinless, and united one with each other. So that is the goal that we're going for. And in order to get there, the body must be perceived as sinless. So let's just take a moment. And if you can think of any ways that you think of your body as being sinful, the desires and the cravings of the body, we can often think of as sinful. And we can blame the body. And one of the clear teachings of A Course in Miracles is that the body itself can make no choices. We're making all the choices at the level of the mind. That all cravings and all temptations are at the level of the mind, not at the level of the body. And so from that perspective and that awareness, we can recognize the body is without sin, but so is the mind. So are we. We're without sin. There is no sin. Now, this is a path 
believe it or not, the holy relationship is a path to loving your body. So listen to this. So what we've been talking about is this service of liberation being the the path to freedom. To serve this end, the body must be perceived as sinless because the goal is sinlessness. So if we're on a path of awakening and liberation, we must perceive the body as sinless because it is. The body has no volition. So when we have, for instance, addictive compulsive cravings and we feel like a sinner, it's the body is not having the cravings. The cravings are at the level of the mind. And we can begin to see that, A, there is no sin, and B, what we're blaming the body for, if we need to place blame, it could be on the mind. And when we have obsessive-compulsive tendencies and temptations, what's going on is we're acting out the past. It's coming up for healing. And that's a good thing. We would like things to come up for healing so they can be healed rather than to fester and ferment. He says here, the lack of contradiction makes the soft transition from means to end as easy as the shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. So we are moving into this shift uh, where we're really allowing ourselves to experience liberation. And it can be as easy as a shift from hate to gratitude before forgiving eyes. So when we're condemning, there can be a sense of hatred. And when we move into true forgiveness, releasing of all the judgment, the hatred will dissolve, and now we can see that it's possible for us to love our brothers and sisters, even if we dislike what they did. And that is a transformation that is powerful, it's redemptive, it's deeply healing, and it brings benefit to all. So he says here, you will be sanctified by your brother using your body only to serve the sinless. And it will be impossible for you to hate what serves whom you would heal. So we're learning to be that healing process and to heal our brothers and sisters by seeing them correctly, by holding them correctly in our mind. He says, this holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun that lights the sky you see, is chosen of your father as a means for his own plan. Wow. Be thankful that it serves yours not at all. So <laughs> the holy relationship serves God's plan, but not Ours. Why? Because our plan is usually 
not the plan that God has, which is the plan for our awakening and ascension. Our plans are usually uh, limited to trying to get things in this world, trying to organize things in the world, or just trying to be happy, trying to be loved, cared for, uh, or even the caregiver. Often they're matched in couples that you have the caregiver and the one who receives the care. It doesn't have to be overt, can be subtle. So, this holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun that lights the sky you see, is chosen of your Father as a means for his own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it but will be used. So everything in the relationship is going to be used for our healing. There's no waste. <laughs> the whole, this holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Hallelujah. This is what I was saying at the beginning, is we can't even comprehend the ripples of benefits from a holy relationship. And yet many of us back away from choosing the holy relationship because we don't feel worthy or... We feel it's possible for others, but not for us. So to me, let's get out of the way of making a decision that we're not worthy of a relationship and simply say, God, bring it. Just bring it. Now, one thing that enters into my mind here now is that we sometimes see odd couples, right? People who are together in a partnership, or let's say a romantic partnership, where it seems like, huh, do they really match? Do they really go together? And we wonder about it. But sometimes they seem so happy and so good for each other, but it does seem strange because, oh, maybe they have uh, such, their one is very short and one is very tall. And, uh, Maybe it, one is very feminine, one is very masculine, and it doesn't seem like a fit. Uh, it could be any number of things that we look at. We say, oh, this person seems very attractive, and this person does not seem very attractive. Or um, if, if it's a relationship with a man and a woman, that the man is very, very attractive and the woman is not, that can seem like, how's that going to go, right? We have all kinds of opinions and judgments and perceptions and projections about how relationships should be and how they should go and what we think works and doesn't work. But we don't know. We're not inside other people's relationships. And God has a plan, so our job is to be willing to engage in holy relationships and to bless others with their holy relationships, to pray for our 
beloved friends and relatives to have holy relationships with us and with others. This is how we're going to get there. Yes, it's powerful. It's amazing. And it's so productive. We have so much healing when we are allowing ourselves to have holy relationships. You know, uh, I, I have a program, my Finding Freedom from Fear Boot Camp, which is getting ready to start in, in June, the middle of June. And I, uh, all the details are at jenniferhadley.com. It is all about relief from fear, permanent relief from fear, and it, cultivating this awakening awareness, that sense of worthiness, that we're worthy of love, we're worthy of support, we're worthy of God's infinite wisdom and intelligence flowing through us, we're worthy of uh, great intuition and cultivating that intuition, letting go of the blocks to love, letting go of the blocks to intuition. It's all about exactly how to do it and then doing it together in the program, in the classes uh, with lots and lots of support. And I started this program because I had so much Uh, relationship healing in my family. And I was so grateful, beyond grateful, that I just was thrilled that I could have that kind of healing. And so the first time I offered my Finding Freedom from Fear spiritual boot camp, it was called Family Freedom, because there was so much healing in my family. And that Deep healing in my family was so fulfilling. Oh, my God. It just was so miraculous to me. And so I decided, Spirit told me, you've got to share this with others. And so that's what I've been doing. And perhaps I'll share more about that when we come back from the break. I'm heading right into it right now. And I love calling forth holy relationships. We can have the most amazing healing it's not just for special people it's for everyone and that's what we can do and share with the whole world this is jennifer hadley and i'll be right back thank you for tuning in for a course in miracles living the love walking the talk Welcome back. Thank you so much for rejoining me. This is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, and we're talking about the light of the holy relationship and how the holy relationship is so profoundly powerful that it can open up our mind, our awareness, and catapult our awakening It can be healing to our body as well as everything else in our life, our finances and our creativity, so much benefit. This is what I've seen over the years because I myself am experiencing holy relationships. I made a decision many years ago, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago to make all my relationships holy. And I decided to go all in for the holy relationship. And 
I also have seen many of my counseling clients uh, achieve holy relationships, and there's not one person I know who's experiencing a holy relationship, even if it was very, very challenging to get there, that hasn't felt it was worth every bit plus a whole lot more that we had to put into it to get there. Now, like I say, many of us begin this journey feeling, and I certainly did, that this stuff works for other people, but not for me. I'm not that special. In fact, I think I'm fundamentally evil, certainly not a good person, a bad person. Those were my beliefs about myself. It was very, very strong in me. And so I was afraid to even try because I didn't want to be proven right. Yes, you are an evil person. Yes, it does not work for you. Yes, you are not capable of these levels of spiritual development. And that's why it seems to elude you uh, for so many years. It was so discouraging. Now, what I know is Oh my goodness, everyone can do this. Everyone can do this. Everyone can find freedom from fear. Everyone can have holy relationships. Everyone can have healing and feel a deep and profound sense of peace. I, this year, and as I record this, It's the middle of 2022. I am feeling so much peace. And the world is really struggling. There's the war in the Ukraine. There's uh, all kinds of turmoil. All kinds of turmoil. All kinds of violence and divisiveness, political treachery. So many things going on that people who are focusing on what's not good and not working are deeply distressed about. And those things are going to be distressing if we're looking at it from the perspective of I am a body, I am not free, I'm a victim of the world I see. But I have never felt so much peace as I feel now. I, I feel a deep wellspring of peace and harmony. And I feel so compelled to share, how did I get there? How did I get there? And you can get there too. So uh, let's go back here. So we're in chapter 22, section six, the light of the holy relationship. Taking a relationship that is struggling, it's difficult, it's unsatisfying and uh, painful into a place of heaven, heaven on earth. That's what the holy relationship brings to us. And in paragraph four here, Jesus says, this holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun that lights the sky you see, is chosen 
of God as a mean for God, means for God's own plan. Be thankful that it serves yours, not at all. Now, when we're ego-identified, our plan is not for heaven on earth. Our plan is so much smaller than that. And so we need to be thankful that the holy relationship serves the plan of our Creator, of our higher Holy Spirit self, rather than the small, selfish self of the ego. Nothing entrusted to the holy relationship, nothing entrusted to it, can be misused. And nothing given it, but will be used. So one of the the things about the holy relationship, and I do encourage you, I've done so many episodes on relationship and holy relationship and special relationship. I encourage you to listen to those if you have not listened to them. If you are new to this podcast, there's something you need to know. Uh, yes, we've moved to a new platform, but it shouldn't make a difference to anyone. You're using the same app you always did to access your podcasts. But with iTunes, uh, ho- which is one of the hosts of our podcast, they only allow 300 episodes in a podcast. We're over 550 now. So we have... 250 episodes in something called A Course in Miracles Archive. It's a separate podcast that holds uh, the, the oldest 250 episodes. And when that gets to 300, we're going to have to have Archive 2. But if you're listening on an Android device, it's a non-issue for you. It's only an issue for people who are listening on Apple devices. So you're, you'll want to get both podcasts, A Course in Miracles and A Course in Miracles Archive, to be able to search fully and completely. And then, of course, we do have all the episodes hosted at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And we have many transcripts at livingacourseofmiracles.com got a couple hundred transcripts there and so uh yeah we've got a lot of resources a lot of other resources at livingacourseofmiracles.com also so there are many episodes on special relationship holy relationship and relationships on in general including uh relationship episodes with gary renard and just a, a wonderful resource there in the archive. This holy relationship, we're back in paragraph four here, has the power to heal all pain regardless of its form. The holy relationship has the power to heal all pain regardless of its form. So that means mental pain, emotional pain, physical pain, financial pain, wherever you're experiencing the pain. Remember, pain, whatever way we're experiencing it, is caused by holding a false perspective, a wrong perspective in our minds. It doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means that we're looking through 
we could say, a lens that is defective. And we're thinking that what we're seeing is real and true, but it's false. And the fact that we believe that which is false is real and true, therein lies the cause of pain. So, for instance, when we feel or believe that we are not good enough, that there's something wrong with us, that we are bad or evil, or we believe that we're unworthy of love, that we'll never be good enough. These kinds of thoughts, they are a wrong perspective. They're a wrong view of ourselves and our relationship to life and our creator. And our choosing to invest our belief, our awareness into things that aren't true This is what causes the pain. The holy relationship has the power to heal all pain regardless of its form. Neither you nor your brother alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. So we have to join together with someone in this holy relationship. And what I've seen and witnessed, and to me is one of the most beautiful miracles of life is I have holy relationships with people that have no understanding of A Course in Miracles. They are not having a Holy Spirit relation. They can be agnostic. They can be atheist. It doesn't matter. We can still call forth a holy relationship in any relationship we have. The Holy Spirit will do the work But the other person does need to be in the relationship. It's extraordinary. Now, the thing is, let's say you have a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to have anything to do with you anymore. Because that's one of the things that happens in our life sometimes is our friends, our lovers, our children, our parents, our siblings. Sometimes things arise People make decisions not to have anything to do with that person anymore. And maybe that person is us. Maybe we're the ones that decided not to have anything to do with another person. In those cases, if we, as A Course in Miracles students, we hand it over to the Holy Spirit and we say to the Holy Spirit, make this relationship holy. Show me how to have a holy relationship I am willing, I am trainable. Then you will be given clear opportunities to choose that holy relationship and to turn away from the habits of the special relationship, which is the ego-based relationship, and it's the opposite of the holy relationship. You will see again and again and again opportunities to choose specialness or holiness. And every time you choose holiness, you choose holiness for both of you because there is only one. The Holy Spirit will do the work of transforming the relationship as long as we keep choosing holiness, as long as we keep choosing unity, love, compassion 
if we choose judgment, anger, defensiveness, we'll experience more specialness. And, you know, the way most of us get from a special relationship to a holy relationship, there's going to be a lot of, oops, I did it again. Ugh, I chose divisiveness. Ugh, I chose blame. Ugh, I, choose, I chose guilt. Ugh, I chose resentment. Ugh, gosh, I did it again. I blame them for how I feel. Ugh, I did it again. So just know that's part of the mix. It's a mind training. In any kind of a training, whether you're learning to ride a bike or you're learning to build a computer or you're learning to bake a pie, in any kind of a training, we'll make errors. And we learn from the error. The error is not a bad thing or a problem. It's just another way to learn. So we can learn to be gentle with ourselves. So when we have that feeling of, Ugh, I chose resentment again, we can go, yeah. But let me sit for a moment and look at what am I learning from this resentment? What am I learning by choosing resentment? I could choose peace instead of this. So I'm not that interested in peace. I'm interested in the resentment. What is it that appeals to me about the resentment? What is it that appeals to me about interpreting what just happened in a way that feels sad? If I'm responsible for what I see and I choose the feelings I would have, what is it that uh, attracts me so much about feeling sad or feeling angry or blaming or defending myself? What is it that's so appealing about that to me? I'm curious. And to have a curiosity without any blame whatsoever. So taking that uh, feeling and into, huh, this is an opportunity for me to have a healing. I can take the impetus of this feeling. Uh, ugh. I despise myself. I hate myself. I feel like a loser. Uh, what a worthless piece of crap I am. I mean, these... <laughs> <laughs> These feelings of tremendous, just disgusting, deep, doo-doo, despair feelings. I used to have them so frequently. And now it's been years and years since I've had them. And again, this is what compels me to continue to offer my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp, my year-long Masterful Living program. And by the way, right now, if you're interested uh, in my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp, you, if you register now, you'll get $500 off my Stop Playing Small retreat in the fall. If you do Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp now, do Stop Playing Small in the fall. And if you w would like, you can um, always repeat the Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp again, which many people do for a very low cost, and then you could start Masterful Living with us next year, and by then you will have met so many people in this community, and you'll have had a lot of healing. So if you're feeling kind of crappy right now, you could end this year feeling like this is one of the best years of your whole life. 
Uh, people tell me that all the time that because they took finding freedom from fear, they had the best year of their life. They transformed so much. And my favorite thing in the whole world is when people tell me uh, at the end of the year, for the first time in so many years, I had Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or something with my family and it went well. And I think of people who've told me, I just came back from Thanksgiving with my family and we're going to spend Christmas together too. And I haven't been with them on a holiday for 20 years, but everything is new now. And I'm so excited. I can really see now that I can be that fulcrum point of healing in my family. And all along, I had the power, like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, all along she had the power to go home, but she didn't know it. All along, I had the power to have holy relationships with my family, but I didn't know it. And now that I know it, I'm so excited to see what we can do. That was my experience, and that's the thing I like to share with other people. So we are starting, I believe it's June 20th, and you can join us, and we'd love to have you. It's such a beautiful, fun way for us to do this deep, deep healing work and not just listen to classes, not just read anything. It's not that. It's really a different experience. It's working together in a group energy. And it is, it's unlike anything else. It really is. It's extraordinary. So if you're into that, but you're not sure, if it's right for you right now, one of the great things is you can book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors and find out. Is right for you right now. And this holy relationship has the power to heal all pain regardless of its form. Neither you nor your brother alone can serve it all. Only in your joint will does healing lie. For here your healing is. And here will you accept atonement. Remember, accepting the atonement is accepting that You're not separate from God, from your brothers and sisters, nor could you ever have been, nor could you ever be in the future. The oneness of all life is eternal and infinite. That's accepting the atonement. So if you're in a relationship with somebody, even somebody who passed away, and you have a lot of regret, you have a lot of guilt, maybe you're in a relation you have a relationship with somebody that you haven't seen in 10 years that doesn't want to have anything to do with you because I've worked with people in those situations, people who their closest relatives, their siblings who they have had a falling out with and that they've maybe never had a good relationship with. I have seen them transform that to holy relationship. And it might take a year or two of doing your own inner work with the Holy Spirit. And in our case, 
at the Power of Love Ministry in our community, with the people in the community, our spiritual counselors, our prayer practitioners, all the different people in the community working together, all of a sudden you'd be surprised. People get a call out of the blue. Oh my God, my my daughter called me. Oh my God, my son called me. Oh my God, my sister called me. My brother called me. My mother, my father, and... We're going to take it slow, but we're going to have a healed relationship. And it's all because one person decided in the relationship to take responsibility for the holy relationship transformation. So because our minds are joined, we can work together even if it seems like we're separate not speaking, not in the same neighborhood. doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit transcends time and space. So it goes on to say, and in your healing is the sonship healed, means all humanity is healed, because your will and your brothers are joined. Because we join together with another person in that holy relationship, the entirety of humanity is healed. And to me, that's how we get to world peace. So we often think that it's got to be only things out there in the world, but the only thing that is going to bring us world peace is a majority of people working at the level of the mind. And as I like to say, one with God is a majority. So we can, we don't have to wait for anybody. We can start right now. So that's what I did. I decided to have a holy relationship with everybody in my life. Everyone, no exceptions. Now, one of the key ingredients here is we must forgive ourselves, forgive our debts and our trespasses. Yes, forgive other people, but it's we focus on forgiving ourselves. That's what I've learned. And that is the secret sauce here is self-forgiveness. When we forgive ourselves, it's it's told there's nothing that we hold against other people. It just miraculously dissolves. So what he says here in paragraph five is before a holy relationship, there is no sin. So In the face of a holy relationship, there is no sin. The form of error is no longer seen. You no longer see a sin or even an error. And reason, joined with love, looks quietly in all confusion, observing merely, this was a mistake. So the things that we did out of hatred and anger and resentment, just a mistake. That's all. No sin. Just a mistake. A mistake. And then the same atonement you accepted in your relationship corrects the error. What? That's so crazy, right? Our willingness to accept the unity of all life corrects the error. Because what was the nature of the error? Believing in separation. So it corrects the error and lays a part of heaven in its place. So where you once believed there was an error, where you once believed there was a sin, now you can see heaven. You can feel heaven. 
and you really, truly, this one thing I really would like to convey is you begin to see that there is a perfection to everything beyond our comprehension until we are willing to go all in for the holy relationship. How blessed are you who let this gift be given. Each part of heaven that you bring is given you. So again, to have, give all to all. And every empty place in heaven that you fill again with the eternal light you bring shines now on you. The means of sinlessness can know no fear because they carry only love with them. Child of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, that's what we're talking about here is miraculous healing. Let's be all in for love, all in for healing. Let's take responsibility. Let's give up all blame, all regret, all resentment, all hurt, and go for this amazing healing, which is available to every one of us all day, every day. We just have to choose it and be willing to work that curriculum of the Holy Spirit as it is presented to us and move out of thinking that things are working against us or that we're a victim of the world because we are not. Whew, yes. Oh my goodness. Hey, if you'd like to join us in the boot camp, Finding Freedom from Fear this this summer, summer in the United States, winter in Australia, if you'd like to join with us, check out all the details at jenniferhadley.com. If you have questions, book an exploratory call now. Oh my goodness, this is a time for us to go all in for this level of transformation, healing our relationships, healing our relationship to our body, our finances, our loved ones, we can do this. It is extraordinary how much healing we can have, and the opportunity to have it is right now. <sighs> All right. Check out the details at jenniferhadley.com. I'm going to say a prayer. We are blessed and we are grateful to experience the power and the presence of love in our heart, in our mind, in our life, in our experiences. We are grateful to share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. God bless you. Mwah.